Hello, welcome to the 40K Spy Center. I'm your host, Rob, and I'm joined by Mr. John Scrivens. Hi, John. Howdy, howdy. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm good. Tom is uh, by the wayside. Um, he might be joining us later. He may not. This is a quick one. Uh, this is my fault. John and Tom, uh, again, <laughs> have been fantastic. It's, I'm the reason we're late, and I'm the reason we won't be on for particularly long today. Uh, specifically because uh, I still have a venue to sort out for the event this weekend. Uh, so we won't be spending particularly long um, on this as a thing. But we will be talking to John. John, uh, how are you? What's been going on? I'm really good. Uh, I played a game of Blood Bowl this week, which I lost horrendously at, which was great fun. Uh, and I shouted football a few times very loudly. And nice. Darren Watson was kind of there in spirit, and it was brilliant. Um and I've been trying to prep for some for 40k for this weekend, which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, okay, all right. Why are you not looking forward to it? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. So, um, like, well, let's rifle through the news really quick uh, because yes. uh, there's been some news this week, which has been fairly big. Um, we know now yeah. that the new White Dwarf supplement um, is uh, a new uh, Codex supplement or like Codex kind of edition for one particular sub faction for Eldar yeah. before the book is even out. Yes, because White Dwarfs obviously produced about six months ahead. Mm -hmm. So six months ago, they probably thought it was going to be out. Yes. And it'd be either the month or two afterwards normally. They kind of aim for those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, been pretty rapid, uh, the, the, the release. And as we know, uh, it looks like both Eldar and Tau are looking to be particularly strong in-game. Yeah. I, it just feels like flashbacks to 7th edition, really. Some things never change, right? Some things never change. Never, never change. Paving the way, though, for new marine book to solve all the problems. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So jump pack marines will fix everything. <laughs> they will. They will. Uh, okay, so we've seen we've seen all of that like that come out this week, as well as we've started to see like some of the rules and other stuff for, for Eldar as well, which look okay, I guess, in, in some ways. Um, I'm not too bothered. The problem is it's isolation, right? You see one rule about one character without knowing the greater picture of it. It's like, you can't quite get excited. So my, my favorite bit of spice this week probably is the Tabletop Titans battle report that went up over the weekend. Uh, they went they went live. Uh, they As far as I'm aware, they were playtesters, uh, but they might not be anymore, but they definitely get early access stuff. But the real cool thing was they featured on their Tower Battle Report a set of uh, 3D printed minis from Piper Makes, which is a designer that I subscribe to. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was featured in their battle report. John, chat, commenters, got any thoughts generally about that as a thing? I, I think it's kind of cool, really. As long as it's clear what they're meant to be, like anything, why not, right? It's just interesting that that then potentially might be problematic if they are getting stuff ahead of time they might not as a response because i know that games workshop keep an eye on this sort of stuff and if they feel a little bit hard done by they'll they'll slap them on the wrist at least uh yeah okay yeah the i don't think it, i don't think they're going to get a slap on the wrist i think what i find most fascinating about it is that it's fairly mainline right i think i just find it interesting um so go back and check and watch that battle report if mm. anyone's interested because i was like hello this is cheeky as a pop-up terrain pop-up miniatures and we that fair how far do you know what i mean john we, it doesn't seem like we're far yeah. away from pop-up everything 
Yeah. Well, we get pop-up shops these days, so why not, right? <laughs> we might get pop-up uh, 3D printer shops. That'd be the best. It'd be a pop-up within a pop-up. <laughs> and then they print you a little shop. I li- so you can use it for MCP, the best game. I like I like the idea of going to... Um, what the hell is it called? Uh, uh, thank you. I like the idea of going to uh, like a wargaming convention, looking around and being like, oh, I really like that. And they'll be like, no problem. We're just going to print it for you now, mate. Come back in two hours. We'll have it for you. Right? That's yeah. fine. Go down to the warehouse. It's like Ikea. You literally walk around the showroom and go, I want one of them, one of them. And then you get down <laughs> and there you go. You collect it ready to ready to buy. So uh, oh, so talking, talking about that, that leads us quite nicely, in my opinion, from Tabletop Titans onto the next uh, bit of news that came out this week, which has been kind of—I haven't talked to anyone about this yet. In fact, John, I haven't really even commented on it myself. But you're a shop owner, yeah. so you're kind of the perfect person to have manager or shop manager. Sorry, yeah. uh, but you're sorry. you're the perfect. It's not my money. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was, but I promise. Um, like you're the perfect person to talk to us about. Obviously, we've had uh, price rises from Games Workshop announced. Yeah. You said you've done quite a bit of research on this. Talk to me about it. So I had a look back because obviously. I've worked in toy retail since 2017, so not that long, five years. Mm. Um, I was trying to kind of pinpoint, because to me, I looked at it and went, I'm sure it's every other year we get some sort of increase, Mm. and roughly it has been that way. But I I grabbed a couple of examples, because there was a few bits where people were kind of like, this is the end of the world, let's look at this. And so I had a look kind of just to see baseline what had changed. So as a good example... um, there i kind of went for a couple of kits that i know kind of stay quite kind of consistently are selling kind of thing so like space marine devastator squad has always been on the range that shops are supposed to have as a minimum 2017 they were 28 quid they stayed that way till 2019 then in 2020 we got hit by an increase Mm. went up two pounds so that doesn't that might not seem a lot then 2021, 32.50, so another 50p. And now this, based on the increases that they said, it'll, they'll go up to 34.50. So that means they've increased by almost a third in five years in price. And that's something that consistently sells is an old kit and just sits down on a shelf and sells itself. Okay, interesting. That's, that's not even a new thing. It's not a shy old kit. It's just one that just sells. Okay. Oh, hello. Sorry. Hello. Hello. One second. There we go. Tom's in the chat. Hello, Tom. Hey, hey. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Sorry, what do you you say? No, I was just saying that's not in real terms, though, is it? That's like a flat rate. Yeah, yeah. But that's just just as an example. That's exactly the ROP changes have been quite quite increasing year on year. Specifically since 2020, everything has kind of ticked over ticked every, over year, every rather year rather than just being every couple every of years because normally they'd kind of go right we're doing paints this year knock them up 25p and then the next year they'll do some of the kits but generally older kits and then the newer kits then get their turn the next year so it's it's not anything too surprising but it's the way that they've gone about with some of them because it's not just the same blanket thing of like two quid every on every kit because that's normally what they do this time they've mm. hit all the specialist game stuff heavily and I don't know if that's something that is a reflection of that they've kept the prices static, but they hadn't. That was the thing I thought maybe Blood Bowl. I was like, Blood Bowl, Teams, Necromunder. I'm sure they've always been like 20 quid, 25 quid or something. They started at 20 quid when they launched the new Blood Bowl. It then went up to 22.50 in 2022. Uh, 2020, sorry. Yeah. And then last year went up to 26. And now we'll be going up specifically. that They've said these go up to 20%. 
they'd go up to 3120. So the same kit, nothing's changed. That is a massive hike. Uh, That's 11 yeah. quid just yeah. for waiting five years. Yeah, That's a third, bonkers. A third, a third, a third increase, right? 33% yeah. increase um, yeah. on, on the Blood Bowl stuff. Like, okay, like, so let's talk about, uh, yes, yes, Duplicity Studio in the chat, what up? Uh, let's, let's talk about the, let's talk about, like, the reaction because actually, ultimately, like, I don't know how, like, I wasn't bothered when I saw no. all of it right like the emotional response i saw out there seemed pretty severe me personally yeah. me personally um i like hey, thanks nice tentacles done with games workshop good thanks for being a first time chat uh i hope you're well um me personally i don't care and that's mainly because i already know that they're ripoff merchants i've said this before i've said it again i don't yeah. know if anyone remembers the app for 40k and all of the announcements i try like, to forget it like i don't know if anyone now like i don't know if anyone knows that uh so, yeah. just, so like i'm done with this conversation years ago yeah. like i don't need a part yeah. of it my favorite bit is it just reminds me of the of, of the tinder swindler that's it um right what is the tinder swindler rob because you keep referencing this and i've never heard of it okay, before it's in my a life. show on netflix about a gentleman oh, no. who matches with women on tinder and then defrauds them of it's estimated currently up to 10 million dollars wow that sounds like a job i could do <laughs> no it's fraud tom it's fraud. No, that's a shame. Job. <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was just some kind of like never mind <laughs> anyway anyway so like my emotional so i just want to be I, the only reason i'm talking about my emotional response because the main thing that's happened this past couple of days is people quite rightly i think saying that it feels like it's uh untoward uh other people being like lol business is business shut up other people being like why would you ever want anything different like charge me more daddy uh so like where do you fit? And then people complaining about all of those people at the same time. Yeah, like, it's a nightmare. Like, <laughs> it's so yeah. So John, where are you, where are you at with this? Like, because obviously having managed a shop, so I think you're yeah. probably in the very best place to have a conversation about this. Having managed yeah. for a shop for years, do you feel like this is business as usual, or they're pushing the boat out way more than they've ever done before? So to me, I looked at it. So on average, especially in like the last six months, most toy. Uh, manufacturers have just put up their their prices just flat like got to enough that quite often it then decides whether we stock the product this feels like a similar sort of approach that games Workshop should be doing where if you're a casual toy shop just selling this stuff and things like necromunda and blood bowl aren't really selling for you anyway if the price point makes it so expensive to justify having in why would you bother um the interesting thing is comparative companies that i do deal with like the guys that sell board games ticket to ride has not gone up by 10 pound or a third of its price in five years it, it doesn't need to they don't need to put the price up on that to me the one thing that i took from this wasn't that this is about swindling customers this is purely about the uh shareholders so when you look at um the end of year report they said that the they were, the profits were up but the actual margin that they were making from stock from the actual products because of the cost of manufacture had gone down. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, some of the stock kind of varied and stuff. The minute they announced this price change, the stock price went straight up again, whether oh, it's maintained or not. So okay. it's all about that. It's all about the stockholders. This has got nothing to do with us as consumers at all. 
Okay. All right. Uh, just shout out, by the way. Thanks to Clint Licker of the chat for donating the gift sub and also to Grimgar. Oh. Thanks to Elka Rub for donating 500 bits. And thank you to first time chatter Belto Pie, who said this is the first stream I've joined because my dad recommended you. <laughs> Excellent. Whoa. Your dad has great taste. Uh, has bad, really bad yeah. taste. Uh, one of the two. All right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Tom, how did you emotionally uh, respond to this when you saw it? I, have, I still haven't emotionally responded to it, mate, to be perfectly honest with you, because I'm, I'm just used to this kind of stuff. Um, in terms of how I'm going to change my actual uh, behavior, though, mm -hmm. um, I don't think it, it changes too much about my behavior, but I wasn't changing anyway. The only thing I'm, I'm not going to be doing that I have been doing for the past year or so is not buying every book when it comes out. So, so what I was doing was I was buying every single codex. But the reason why I'm now not doing that isn't because of the price increase primarily, or though them increasing 10% uh, doesn't massively help that. It's more to do with the fact that I'm already paying premium prices for a shoddy product, right? I buy a Custodes book and I end up, it, it's it's irrelevant within two weeks because I and I don't expect that, especially if I paid like top dollar for something that doesn't work. I mean, I, if I paid 30 quid for like a gaming mouse or what have you, and it yeah. didn't work, like let's say one of the macro buttons didn't work within two weeks, mm. I would hit the mouse back. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, it's only a small issue. It's only one part of the mouse, but it's not, and, and that's not even like a premium mouse, but you get my point. It's not. Yeah. It's what not happened? Really people are mental. Me, right? Like, and I've been part of it. I've been part of that process. But what happened? People are mental. You're like um and ah about a new gaming mouse that might cost thirty pounds. You're uh, mm. you're like, oh, how long will it last? Uh, mm. Like, what's the review? Uh, like, mate, I went and checked all the specs. See if I could put extra weights in it. Is it wired? You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Does that have historical issues with the left click? Yeah, okay, fine. But you get my point, right? If it didn't function within two weeks, I'd probably just want to take it back because I, I've basically paid for something that doesn't work or doesn't do what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. And so you've got the custodies blocking, and you can say, oh, well, um, all the points are on the app, right? And you get the app for free, yeah. right? Especially if you've got the code. Okay, well, let, well let's go with that. Um, if I've got a database, right, that I'm reliant upon for, for something or other. And when I'm taking this book and this army to a tournament that I've paid money for, I am reliant upon those points, right, uh -huh. that are in the app. Um, now, let's say that 99% of that database was, of the information in that database was accurate, right? Uh -huh. Well, I mean, if 1% of it's wrong, how can, and I'm reliant upon like 20 points of data, it's unusable because I have to treat, and I don't, don't know which points are accurate and which aren't. I have to treat it like I, it's not, none of it's accurate because I can't ever assume that it's correct, right? Mm. The app is not usable because I need to be reliant and trusting that every single point of information in there is correct. Yeah, it needs to be a hundred. It needs to be a hundred percent valid, yeah. or it can't be trusted. Yeah, exactly. And if I go to like an event, which I've paid money for, I've paid my event ticket, I've paid my hotel i paid my travel and then going to that event and especially with the culture around um tournaments now which isn't unwarranted um where we're very hostile towards anything that could be construed as cheating right if i've underpaid 50 points for my army because the points in the app are wrong mm -hmm. i'm going to be rightly lambasted for that mm. because yeah. i'm effectively taking 50 more points than I, than I should have been so i can't ever use that so now i have i have to pay if i want to play with this £30 premium product, or £33 now, for this extra book, right? Yeah. Which I, I just can't justify that to myself. And obviously, like, it's not, this is just my personal buying habits. I'm not saying that everyone's the same. People might buy fewer books, people may buy more. Um, but for me, I can't justify that anymore. I think if you buy um, all the books now, you're a mug. 
Like, like, I'm not going to be shy. No, it doesn't matter. Even if you've got disposable it income, does. what are you going to do? Like, no, it does because, like, it, it's it about how much useful. is valuable to you. Because, like, yeah. if I'm spending like 0.0001% of my income on books every single year, yeah. it's, I spend, it's going to be worth my while, right? Man, it's you could, you, you could make, even sense you could make a, you could buy a lush dinner for that amount. Uh, yeah. like, like, uh, I can do both because I have so much money at that point, <laughs> that's right? True. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But like, my point is, my point is, my point is, my point is, is like, I understand your feelings. Like, I would say that the points updates, not the points updates, sorry, the price update is a non, a non burger to me. Thank you, everyone, for helping uh, get a hype train. Um, like, is it not nothing to me? Like, everyone in the chat mm. is saying, like, look, like, they just put prices up, like, it's a capitalist company, whatever. Like, I agree. I agree. But my point yeah, is, yeah. as as consumers, right, I am absolutely committed to the idea now that Warhammer players will eat shit, right? Like, absolutely, right? I don't know why we're even discussing it other than, like, what our feelings are because, let me tell you, people are going to keep buying it. They're going to put up a picture of their Warzone Knackman book and then their next Warzone book, and I'm going <laughs> to fucking sit in my chair and laugh. This is no longer a collaborative, like, sit-down this is me sitting and laughing, right? That's all it is. Because like, I, like I've already yeah. like I've already lost that Nackman book is like twenty five pounds. What's in it? It's like three. It's like nine mission pages. How long does it's that got, take? It's got a bookmark in it, Rob. So you can use exactly <laughs> the right number of pages. Um, I, th I think my issue with it is look. I mean, they are in a position because of a world we live in. We we live in a society oh. where you know they can do that, right? Um, and and that's their thing. But at the same time, I think my my issue is that. And this is entirely like, it's not with any expectation. I want to see as many people enjoy this hobby as I physically can, right? Um, and if I see, um, like me and John had a discussion earlier about starter sets and how they're not yeah. really starter sets, they're like independent boxes. And if I see like the, the get-in costs for this, like that's going to scare so many people away, man. And it's, it's not without warrant. Like um, it, it feels more like it's a, okay, this is the customer base we have. We're just going to try and get as much out of this existing customer base as we physically can, rather than, okay, look at all this free engagement that we're getting through people talking about the Warhammer hobby constantly and the uh, the coolness factor of nerd culture, for lack of a better word, with all these you know, people coming out and Warhammer being more of a kind of mainstream thing. We're not using that to expand the number of people who are involved in the hobby or who like using it as a kind of, okay, um, his buy, spend 15 quid on a, on a codex and, and off you go and spend your money on toys instead, right? And getting people involved. It's more a short-term get as much money out of people who are already here as we physically can rather than expanding it. And I think that's really sad, but equally it's it, it like it's their thing. So I had a look at... Um, they can they can do this because of the lack of competition in the marketplace, let's be realistic. Um, because they don't need to like fight to be the most, you know, consumed tabletop game in the world so i had a look at places like mantic um to see if they've got any jobs going they have one going its closing date was five years ago um <laughs> i looked at privateer press they had two jobs going one whose closing date was four years ago and one whose closing date was two years ago yeah i mean what you're, what you're saying is is games workshop and warhammer is incredibly it's successful competition yeah yeah it is and well not only that the the other companies that would be competing for a space aren't competing at all they can't even update their own contactors or careers pages on their own 2002 ass looking website. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, uh, like, like, look, like so what this isn't is that like that it was more meant to be how do you two emotionally feel about it because i yeah. saw a lot of chat online like it's been argued about back and forth and it doesn't mean anything like no. for me and this is super super key like i don't care 
Like, because if there's something that, like you say, that's worth buying, I'll buy it. But, yeah. and this is super crucial, what is worth buying is getting more Smaller. difficult to justify. Yeah. Right? Like, when I used to, when, mm. like, it was once a year and I would pick up a heresy big black book. Even then, I was like, 75 pounds is a lot of money. You like, mm. there is no way you get me to buy a Warzone book. Never. Like, I'm not a mm. mug. You've already told me it's got five months on it. £25 for missions, you're and it's so a fool. Do you lads know what price elasticity is? Yeah, go, to, go on, Tom, explain to the crew. Okay, so it's, it's, an, it's an economic term where effectively it's... Let's say I have a product and I increase it by 20% of its cost, right? Yeah. Um, but by doing so, 10% of the people who would have bought the product don't buy the product. Well, I still made more money than I otherwise would have because the people who are buying it are paying more yeah. and I'm losing fewer people as a proportion, right? But it's not like a direct line. It's not like if I increase this book to a million pounds, people are always going to buy it because it's not a necessity. With necessities, you have that kind of inbuilt like price and elasticity a lot of times, like the housing market, right? How By what percentage has the housing market increased over the last 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. It's insane. But people need housing, so people still buy housing. Whereas things with Warhammer, it's 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 not necessarily always going to go for that. If you charge me a million pounds for my Craftworld Codex, I'm not going to buy my Craftworld Codex. It's as simple as that. Right? Yeah. Uh, but it is price inelastic, but inelastic because it means that um, when they increase the prices, as we say, you're going to make more money off that, right? Um, so, hold on, I'm completely lost my train of thought there. <laughs> ah, I don't matter. We'll get it back later. I'm just yeah. tired. I've been spending loads of time just painting. But yeah, it's going to get to a point where people aren't, you know. Yeah. Well, this this happened the last the last time they did a price hike similar to this, like the the kind of two three quid thing. I remember there was a couple of weeks where people were all kind of in my chats, all like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to buy as much now. This is this is stung," and they they're all kind of a bit about it. And then, funny enough, do you know what they all did? They forgot. We all forget. We adapt and we get used to it. And I'm I'm not justifying it, but that's just how we all respond. Like as a society, you forget things because there's something new and different to complain about instead. I, I'm not going to forget now. Like, and I don't mean no, like, no. I'm not it, saying they've I, put I prices everyone. up. I've got, no, I've no, got no, my, no. Got what receipts. I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is when I first got into the hobby, I would buy a codex or a battle tome. Yeah. Or it used to be like yeah. Warhammer fancy battle books back then. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, oh yeah, this is great. Like, like there's no way you get me to buy the codexes now. Like, you, like you're out your mind. What value have I got? Oh, the story. I'll get a black library book on Audible. I pay twelve pound a month for two tokens on Audible or whatever the fuck it is, and I get two books. That's six pounds. Yeah. Like you talk it. Like you, and you can re-listen to that five years time, like, and it will still be enjoyable like, and relevant. Yeah. Right. Like you just, it's just mad. We're in a mad world. Like, yeah. and maybe I'm very fortunate. Maybe I'm very lucky. Right. But like, it just means nothing to me. Right. Like it means nothing to me. And, I, and I'm super keen to still play 40k. Love the background. Love the minis. Yeah. Love the community. Want to play some 40k. Super keen. None of it bothers me, right? I just am emotionally divested from price rises because why would you be that laden to the price? Because no. it's already like, because to me, Tom, I don't know about you, but like to me, like if I'm going to buy an army, like I've been pricing up Tau recently, yeah? Mm, yeah, Ta I Tau, remember you looking at this. Yeah, Tau, like if I wanted to get a whole Tau army from Games Workshop, you're talking, I'm looking like five, six hundred pounds completely unfeasible in my like short term completely unfeasible yeah. 3d print some tower proxies 80 pounds yeah far more reasonable right 
far more yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Um, and I think this is kind of like why I have a big issue with the books thing, because yeah. it very much is like, how do you just like, are you charging £33 for the books because they really cost that much to produce and ship? Or are you charging £33 for the books because you know you can do that? It's number two. 100%. Yeah, it's 100% number two. It's 100% number two. And to maintain that margin that they need so they can keep their shareholders happy, which is what they care about rather than us. Yeah, but they're never going to care. Like, it's a business. I mean, why don't we just buy stocks? Hey, if you're at home and you think a corporation corporation cares about you, you're wearing clown makeup and you need to talk to yourself in a mirror. Right, listen. um, Can we do something else now? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Because, like, 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 what does it matter? Like... I just don't. Yeah, I just yeah. don't get the conversation. It's, it's, like, but it has it, changed Tom's. Tom, Tom, but yeah. I would say that the quality of the Knackman book is far more problematic than the price increase. What's so, even in the Knackman book? I haven't bought it, so I don't that's know. The, just that's the, mission, just the, the missions. missions. That's the missions. Um, right, and fine, specifically, whatever. if um, if you're French and you're buying it in the French language, <laughs> your book is so ridden with translation errors that they've just put the PDF no for free way. for you. <laughs> including the points. What? Can so, I have a free PDF as well, please? Yeah. No, no, no. Just it's only no, in French. Just because they fucked it French. up. Only in so, French. No, is it on the new website? That, that's great. Yeah. No, so hold I, on. I saw that earlier and I just I wanted to cry with laughter because that means that they've hired someone to do the job and they did it to the same standard as the, uh, the rules team. <laughs> <laughs> no. So all this makes me feel, Rob, is in kind of touching where you said about the books. Yeah. There's, there's kind of there's two things that get people out of the hobby. If the game is like moving too fast, inaccessible and shite rules, that puts people off. And if the cost of everything as well escalates, those two things combined make people go somewhere else, mm. whether Screw it's up. to do a different hobby or just out of the hobby full stop. Yeah. Screw it, do you want this in the call? Yeah. The uh, points changes are also in French. Yes, so but you can I, get all but, your points but, for free. But I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at the first thing. I don't know what a ball tail storm is. <laughs> and how many points. It's actually <laughs> like, less storm read this. Yeah. Like, it's basically just the same book. I, could, yeah. I can read that. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, yeah, it's mine. Thank you very much. Yeah, or, or download <laughs> download French P, download French I mean, PDF, open Google Live Translate man. on your phone. Yeah, and it'll do a better job. Screenshot, <laughs> profit. I'm going to be honest, man. You know how people say like, "Oh, Warhammer's great for your kids. It teaches them math, it teaches them communication skills, and now it teaches them French apparently as well." So <laughs> you know, it's also, really, really good for kids. Also, also yeah. teaches them how like how predatory the gaming industry is before they kind of reach that stage where they start buying their own stuff in their like mid-teens. So like, I mean, wait until they find out about crunch, mate. <laughs> wait until they find out about crunch. Okay. Do you know what? The, do you know what? There's never come up once in all of the complaints that I've seen online. Not one. Yeah, yeah not one. Everyone talks about record profits or shareholders or anything else but at no point did anyone and like and i'm disappointed in all of you that there's no class solidarity here there's not one of you that's gone oh it's nice to see that they're putting wages up in line with their uh, their price increase not one time i'm gonna be honest i didn't have they done that no they haven't no all right they okay, gave them a slight fine. bonus last year but it's basically the difference in probably what they should have been paid <laughs> anyway because that's anyway. an industry yes. thing normally whatever like, supermarkets whatever. do the, the thing same. is though the thing is though <laughs> anyone who's listening i want you to know i'm still gonna go play games workshop stuff like that's not how things like yeah like, like it's it, you're allowed to do both of those two things both those two things what can if, be Rob? true yeah, yeah. what if someone produced a tabletop war game that didn't mandate certain kinds of miniatures an agnostic like system mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every like, other you know, war game. Action has its own like war games collection. You know, it's miniatures that go with it. MCP has all these miniatures that go with it. Games Workshop games have all these miniatures that go with them. What if you just redu- produced entirely just games and then said, hey, sort your miniatures wherever you want. Games Workshop miniatures, great. Here you, you know. go. Let's just all play Great. Oathmark with our Friend. proxies Fantastic. of Warhammer models. Job done. Yeah. No, no, no. They're not proxies of Warhammer models. They are proxies of... They are the models Oathmark. from Oathmark. They're models we're using for Oathmark. It's yeah. like D&D, so, right? I play that's, D&D with them. That's right? how traditional old-school wargaming yeah. worked, Tom. It wasn't you bought into an ecosystem. You went, I'm buying a rule set, yeah, and here's the models I'm going to use. so old that no one remembers. Like, I, oh, I play no. D&D, right? <laughs> no one ever... You don't remember, screw you dinosaur. Right. So five years ago, Tom. Five years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> the marketing team isn't isn't doing the work, mate. Okay. We need There's to nothing wrong to with two f- two fat lardies do great marketing. We're Just gonna produce the right. honest war game. <laughs> and it's gonna be sick okay dot tm dot tm dot tm we're not gonna trademark it it's for the people mate we're not into any of that oh wait open source open source 40k yeah. game fantastic yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we won't make any money yeah <laughs> anyway look uh tom have you been this week you've done any 40k you got any 40k planned I have done no 40k, mate, but what I have done is I bought some flow improver today, yeah. okay, from Element Games in Sheffield, okay, yeah. and I'm working on my uh, my more pot. Here it is. That's yeah. for Saturday. I'm playing an, an AOS event at the T Sports Network Arena. Live, okay. on, live on the TV. I've got live on the TV. I've got my Crag Bro. Here he is. Here we are. That's oh, God. Another part of my list. Yeah. And then I've got a procession of Beast Dude. So this is my ginger one, okay. This is my white-haired one. This is my black-haired one. There you go. So these are, st- for the uh, Hydra homies, these are Stonehorn Beast Riders and a Huskard on Stonehorn, okay? So I'm going to be uh, taking an AOS army to an AOS event on Saturday. I know. And we're going to have a great time. I know. I'm so glad I'm inside of a of a booth away from you. Yeah. And, and right. all- <laughs> you still want to say nice flying all over the place, Rob. I'll find a little gap in the wall. And, uh, Although, Tom, how are you going to parade around the, the tables? Because you can't get around all of it. You, you've got to do a C-shape. Right. Oh, I'll finish my game with. I'll finish my game within an hour, and then I'll just go for a hey, listen, listen, just to wrap up the uh, the the price increase uh, conversation uh, yeah. really quickly. Obviously, number one games workshop pay your employees more. Um, uh, you're profiting off their labour. You thieves. Uh, number two, uh, this is really important. Um, uh, someone in the chat, Sircon, big fan. Uh, also, Gig Up Mixup is in the top as well. If you guys are going to want to mm. find yourself some, hold on. And they asked me if I could make any miniatures I wanted, what would I create? I told them I want to make proxies to play in my favorite miniature war game. Yeah, so if you've uh, if you if you would like some proxies for your favorite miniature war game, uh, then Gig Up a Gig Up Mech Shop has got some orcs for you. Sorry, porks. Sorry, space greenies. Um, I'm not sure what God. the terms are. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, just a, there was a suggestion in the chat from Circon. Uh, huge fan of Sircon, yeah, the tank commander himself, he said we should do a game of one-page rules, and I'd be interested yeah. if you three would like to have a go at that. I think that would be really fun. Um, sorry, you three, you two, you two. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, obviously much easier for you and me, but uh, John, a little bit harder, but um, we could do 
uh, we could try and organize in the next month, six weeks, two months, whenever, um, a weekend day where you guys come up and then we play on stream the one-page rules rules as opposed to the 40k rules, which yeah. sounds like a lot, but it's less than a codex to learn, like, to learn the whole kit and I'm caboodle. Let's do it. Yeah? Well, I've, yeah, I've got dozens of rule books here, so what's one more? Well, it's, 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 page. It's, it's and it's free online. Exactly. It's free just online. to touch on what you said as but well. But what Rob, I mean about... is that's a positive, that's a positive exactly. forward step, right? What we exactly. could do is be like, okay, try other things. What does it look <laughs> like to not spend? Because they're all free online. What does it spe look, not spend several hundred pounds a, a year on rules? But what am I going to do with all my Calax spaces? I need to put books in them. Well, don't just put miniatures in there, bro. <laughs> Let's put minutes yeah. in there, or or actual or actual books that are of value, like any fantasy book, like any any books you can buy. Screw it, just put your trophies in there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> My one trophy that sits here collecting dust, you mean? Uh, yeah, don't worry. put it in a nice little alcove. All right, uh, John, uh, just to round us up, you're at a forty k event this weekend. You hype? Yes, I am. So I'm at Beachhead Brawl. They've got. I think it's called the 40k brawl because I think you touched on in the center the south coast war is the age of sigma event at it oh it's the same um, thing that's same fun thing. it's a giant big convention hall and then there's two there's these and then I think there's some other um, tournaments as well I think there is an MCP one on this as well so there's a lot of people going a um, couple of hundred people um, it's all using yeah. foregrounds vanguard tactics style MDF terrain but the pack is player t place terrain, which... Ooh, custodes for win, man. Uh, so you have to put the whole set of terrain down. So it ends up being quite crowded and weird-looking. Okay, um, can, you explain to me the pros, can you explain, explain to me the pros and the cons, please? So you get uh, how many bits of ruin there is. The ruins have to be six inches apart from any other ruin. No, uh, yeah, six apart from each other ruin. Can't be within four inches of the edge or other terrain pieces and then there's two craters which they're using as woods which can be four inches apart from other bits of terrain and four from the edge of the table so you can only just fit it all on using those distances but also it makes some very strange long shooting alleys if you're not careful as well okay interesting interesting i uh, i haven't used player place terrain because obviously at the arena we just set the terrain up yeah. um it, feel, yeah. it feels like, I don't know, does it not just add to your, the time in your game? So the the round times are 2 hours 45. Okay. They said 15 minutes of it have to be spent purely setting up the table. So it means you've got an hour and 15 minutes each to play your turns. Okay. I think I can manage it, but it does feel a bit of a push. Okay, interesting. Are you taking your custodies? I'm not. They're in They're in bits still. Your small custodies? Because I'm not one of these meta chasers. Oh, honest. shut up. <laughs> no, because I'm... That's why you've only got one trophy scriver. I know, right? It's because I just... I can't. I can't. Um, I'm taking the orcs. Um, I was originally dabbling with doing a speed mob, but I didn't like how they played with the new missions as much. Purely because I liked being able to still play the primaries kind of sub-mission bits. Yeah. And having to use my bikers to do that didn't feel so fun. So I've got things like Grots in there to do some things... Uh, on a suggestion of Tom's, I've put in a Whirlboy, so he can do mm. the psychic secondary if required. Like interrogation. Yes, which is, I think, going to be hard good. to stop, potentially, isn't it, really? Cause... It's 24-inch range, bro. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. No line of sight required either, which I think is the kind of yeah. the, the crux. Down within 24 inches no. of a character and cast a psychic power on a four. And then two big blobs like of 
defcopters because I love my defcopters, which do feel like something that if I'm dealing with custodies, damage three weapons can't hurt really. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and uh, are you going with anyone? Are you going with the local gaming crew? <sighs> I'm going with my local lot. So there's a load of us wearing the Warhamster t-shirts, which should be quite fun. Um, fun. Should be fun. Um, it's a nice mixture of actual um, armies we're bringing as well. So one guy's bringing Death Guard. So we've got Death Guard, Sisters of Battle, me with my orcs, Harlequins, Drakari mixed, uh, and then Sean with his Ultramarines. Wee. Which has he got his free Astraeuses? No, no, he doesn't have silly tanks. He's just got loads of dreadnoughts. I think it's the thing. Um, right. And it, it should be good fun. Um, it's probably the biggest event I'm gonna have attended. I want to say that you've played in. That, that, yeah, that I get to play in. So that will be a nice yeah. challenge for me. But uh, it's, mm. I think it's going to be weird for me because I haven't experienced the new tower custodies lists in person yet how they play yeah. and i feel like that's gonna if i get hit by one of them i'm just gonna be a salty little but like bitch about it because it's probably gonna hurt okay all right but interesting it'll be a learning experience yeah exactly and that's the way i need to take it is i'm gonna come back from it hopefully knowing how to at least deal with them so are you, sticking, are you, sticking, with your, are you sticking with your orcs for the year is that the plan or are you gonna flip to custodians at some point I'm going to stick to the orcs for now. With the custodians, I'm going to take my time painting them because I don't want to rush just painting them. I want to make sure they're done well because I'm going to do... I've decided I'm going to do white armor on them and then streak and grind them others. I'm going to make them look grimy as anything. It'll be great fun, I think. Interesting. Uh, like, uh, did I hear Dave's voice earlier? Says Gear Guts Mech Shop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dave, 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 me and Dave are mates. Uh, and I use a clip from Dave's uh, Veil Touch campaign, which is on Kickstarter, uh, as a kind yes. of as a kind of twofer. Um, uh, and uh, and Dave has been on the show. Well, he's been in the chat uh, as I've used it, and he thinks it's awesome. So uh, it's used with used with his blessing, as opposed to uh, <laughs> against. He's actually also coming on the show this week, not this week, next week, uh, to discuss. Yeah. Um, nice. to discuss the Veil Touch launch, which I think is pretty hype. Um, uh, John, I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, so okay. it should be good. Um, well, you have to tell me about how it is because I haven't been to Beach Abroad because historically it's always clashed with Belgium, and Belgium is easier for me to get to than uh, Bournemouth. So, yeah, ironically, <laughs> it's, it's it's as close to me as it is coming up to the north. So, what's uh, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the really interesting things um, about uh, like about travel inside the UK for people who live outside the UK is because our um, our uh, internal infrastructure for public transport is completely fucked. It's oftentimes mm-hmm. cheaper to fly to Europe uh, than it is like me and like I think it costs close to one hundred and twenty pounds for to take a two trip, uh, one hundred to one hundred twenty pounds mm-hmm. depending on the time. Uh, sometimes you get it cheaper, but roughly. I'd say that's the average mm. to go down to London in a two-hour train trip, right? It roughly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, John, it costs how much? Does it costs you to get up here normally, like, and you're only about 80? 80, 80 quid, eighty normally? quid normally, and yeah. it costs. If you want to fly over to Europe, it's not that, right? Yeah. I think it was. So I, I don't know what my flight out to Belgium was, but I remember my flight back from Belgium was twelve pounds. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> God, do they make any money? <laughs> well, because we're and, cattle. Mate, that's that's like. A third of a codex. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, that's mm. which, yeah. which third? third, third is, that, is, that the, is that the useful bit? Or is what that would the, you the, rather the buy? A codex I mean, or three roll, flights roll, to Belgium? 
the fluff doesn't matter, the painting doesn't matter, and the rules are all outdated. So, I mean, <laughs> which irrelevant for you want to talk about? Oh, none of it. None of it. Also, why are they so bad at writing the law now? Doesn't matter. Uh, listen, I'm off to make TikToks um, uh, right now. Uh, so, um, that's where I've got to go. And I'm going to read Jervis oh, right, Johnson's okay. latest book because he writes rules for someone that probably pays him a bit better. <laughs> Tom, John, we'll be back next Thursday with a with a more competent, long-winded will, show. Yeah. Uh, we uh, or maybe we won't because I th- oh no, we will. That's the seventeenth. The eighteenth, zero good content from that point onwards. Um, it's doomed. It's doomed. It's, doomed, lads. it's all yeah. over from that point uh, on. Uh, mm. We become a total war Warhammer I mean, on- channel. To be honest, Rob. I mean, from Saturday, it's all ogre now anyway. So, I mean, I'm not doing anything else. It's that. all ogre. I, can't, I hope you have a good time. Comes out on the 17th. I am going to have a great time. All right. Well, then, never mind. Listen, chat, John, Tom, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, don't forget to join me for this weekend to watch Tom Layton on stream playing Age of Sigmar. No way. You're not going to subject the chat to that, are you? We're going to be done before you can even introduce the armies. I, I don't think you realize how fast I can do Age of Sigmar. I'm the U of Age of Sigma. That's like a blade. Can't, can't Kragnos just like one shot someone if you roll like 36 more wounds? Because that, that always happens, right? Uh, right. I've mean, seen him get one shot, but. <laughs> right, chat. Love you loads. Thanks, uh, John and Tom. Thank you for being great. John, get that trophy. 5 0, baby. Yeah? Don't mess yeah, about. Seven rounds. Five, it's seven rounds. 5 0. <laughs> and then leave. And <laughs> <laughs> then leave. Yeah. That's some proper Sigma shit, by the way. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in pole position. I know I'm going to win, so I might as well just leave. I'm going home. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, i got to go, i got to go. Uh, see you guys tomorrow weekend. Check our Twitters and socials to find out more shit that we're doing. Uh, listen, chat, you're phenomenal. Just fucking look after yourselves, right? Just be good. Like, just, just the world's great. Honestly, I know sometimes like like we bitch and moan about stuff, but honestly, life is fucking gold, right? Just go out there, get yourself a fucking tasty mushroom soup and just smash life. Love you loads, love you loads. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, pardon me? No, I was just going to say, we bitch and moan for five years and we're still here. So, you know, tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, we love the thing. (laughs) We love the thing!